Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Well, are you ready? And I'm saying, are you ready for a good reason? Do you know that there was a town that Jesus went to as his own hometown? And it said in that town, he could do no miracles because of the unbelief. And then the scriptures say, because a prophet is without honour in his own hometown. You know, many times in Australia, we have lifted up the prophets that come from international places. The prophets that come to us, you know, the big name prophets that come to us and we don't honour the prophets that are in our own nation. The Bible says, if you give a cup of water to a prophet, you will receive a prophet's blessing. What's a cup of water? Well, right now I'm going to ask you to hold out a cup right now. Hold it out. And you know what the cup of water that you're going to bring to the prophet this morning is? An open heart. Why don't you place your hand on your heart right now and say, Lord, open my heart. Lord, don't let me be unbelieving. In fact, Lord, bind the spirit of unbelief around our lives and open our hearts to receive the Word of God from a true prophet of God in our own nation. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray a blessing over each and every person. Just close your eyes, lift your hands up where you sit. Father, we just release the prophetic anointing in this house. Father, we release the voice of the prophet to speak in the name of Jesus Christ. And we release the flow of the prophetic gifts with honour in this house in the name of Jesus Christ. Why don't you stand to your feet right now and welcome our dear, dear friend and prophet to this nation, Vicki Simpson. Thank you. God bless you. I feel the love. Thank you. Big hug back. Make yourselves comfortable. I'm just going to rearrange the furniture. There we go. Thank you, worship team. How great are your worship team? Honestly, just too good. So good. Let me look at your faces. So lovely to meet you. Who's never heard me before? Give me a wave. Lovely to meet you. I love it. Just when I think I've saturated the nation, there's always people who have, I haven't heard. I've had a great week myself, actually, at National Conference. That was a great National Conference. I'm a little bit raspy, a little bit husky. Sexy prophet today. Sexy prophet. Um, part of that was actually too much chocolate and dairy, to be honest. And the other part was so much shouting. Big thank you. First up. Pastor Phil and Julie, thank you so much for having me. While, while, while uh, Pastor Julie is uh, raving about this prophet being here, you've already got one in your midst. There she is. Hey, she's, yes, yes, yes. That's, I'm glad you appreciate the prophet in your, in your own midst. So um, ah, let me get my bearings. Let me, am I going to, you know what? I just want to, before I launch into the message, um, really want to encourage you that there's something new happening in our nation, something fresh. I'm starting to feel the sparks 
of a new flame. And it's not what we've known before. So you know, it's not, for those of you who've been around long enough that you were there in the 90s during, you know, that move of God and some of you in the 80s, the charismatic move of God and uh, something new is, is, is sparking. Let me just give you um, a personal testimony. I was preaching in Perth a couple of weeks ago. I'm a Perth girl. For those of you who don't know me, born and bred in Perth, always say you can take the girl out of Perth, can't take Perth out of the girl. The fact that my football team just went down on the weekend is not, I'm not going to come under that spirit of grief. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lifting my eyes today. Uh, but I was there uh, speaking at a women's event a couple of weekends ago. Now, I've been praying for my family, both sides. I have an Italian Catholic heritage on one side. My father was an Italian migrant and an Aussie Irish heritage on the other. Put them together. Yeah, that totally explains me. So I've been praying for my Italian Catholic family for nearly 40 years with very little fruit, to be honest. And in fact, there was a generation, my father's generation thought I was crazy. Any Italians here? Anyone have Italian? Pazza, they say. Crazy. Loca. I was just, um, you know, joined a cult when I gave my life to Jesus. And, but now here we are, nearly 40 years later, we've got another generation. And that generation are in their 30s, uh, some in their like, early 40s, and uh, they've got a different perspective, and they're a little curious as to what Cousin Vic is doing with her life. What does she do? Because someone heard a testimony from someone, one member of my family heard a testimony, a woman came into her business, saw the surname, Durazio, and asked if she was related to me. She said, yes, I am. Actually, it's my... She is my cousin's cousin. Oh, Vicky changed my life. Her, what? Your cousin changed my life. So the word got around the family. Vicky changes lives. Uh, I'm hauled up at the last Christmas event. What is it that you do? We heard that you change lives. We want our lives changed. And so a few of them came to hear me. At a women's event a couple of weeks ago. Every single one of them raised their hands to receive Jesus. <laughs> Include, I'm telling you, 40 years, 40 years. First, this is the first fruits. Pastor, uh, sorry, Prophet Cindy, Jacob, Prof, Prophet Cindy Jacobs prophesied over me about 20 years ago, and I'm going to break that religious spirit off your family, says the Lord. This is, the, this is the first evidence that God was, has even been hearing my prayers. And one of those cousins who came to the women's event was a guy. He didn't care. He said, I've got daughters. I can, I've got no, you know, I'm, let me in. You know. And he said, uh, he said, well, they all said, I'll tell you what they all said. I can't actually tell you what they all said. They said it was all beeping awesome. How, how did you, apart from the fact, now, I was preaching and I hadn't done an altar, like I'd done an altar call, but I was just praying from the platform. I'm just telling you here, no one was laying hands, it was just me on the platform, an altar call for women who wanted to let go of the past. Well, there was like this sovereign move of God. Women started smashing to the ground. I mean, it was like, they're, they're landing at my cousin's feet. These women, they were screaming, people were getting delivered, set free, weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth. That's this absolute sovereign move of God. 
We're going to see so much more of that. So much more. And this is the thing that I really want just to hit home. My cousins, first time ever in a church like that, like ours, were not in the slightest bit perturbed. They thought it was beeping awesome. In fact, cousin Gary was actually counting, counting the, because, oh, he goes, there were three of them, cars, three of them down at my feet. Never seen anything like it. Let's just dispense with the idea that people in our families, in our communities are put off by the moving of the Holy Spirit. Let's just put off and and get rid of this notion that they are freaked out by the supernatural. Because now we have a generation that was actually brought up on Harry Potter. Thank you very much. They're seeing things on their screens that honestly, I believe it's, it's just, you know, it, 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 it absolutely makes them, not in the slightest bit, freaked out, put off in any way by the moving of the Holy Spirit. And so I was actually taken by surprise. My, my expectations were exceeded that day. We are living now in the, in the times of God exceeding our expectations. I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you, for me to see my Italian Catholic family who thought I had been absolutely nuts, thought I joined a cult, never experienced anything like this to absolutely open up their hearts and lap it up, it is going to become the norm. I'm telling you what's going to, we're going to just be seeing the moving of the Spirit in unprecedented ways. And you know what's going to distinguish this, this season? Is the people who are going to come to Jesus like like people who you would not even dream of. Who you would not even dream of. Cousin Gary does a selfie, sends it to my brother. Where the beep are you? Because my brother is very anti. Very anti. Very anti-Jesus. Very anti uh all that, and, and my brother's like starting to freak out now. Like, hey, 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 hang on. This is not how the script is written. You know, th- this is, uh, this is, this is, the status quo is now being shifted. Like, hey, Vicky's always been the black sheep in the family. What's this? What, 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 what's going on? Things are shifting and changing. It's like the plates, you know, like the earth. The plates move, creates an earthquake. They're going to be some supernatural earthquakes as, sh- as there are seismic shifts taking place in the realm of the spirit. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be so earthed. Some of you aren't going to know if you're up or down, if like what the heck is going on in a wonderful way. In a wonderful way. So there you go. I just wanted to testify because I am, like, I walked away. I walked away with, like, my jaw open, like, oh, my gosh, this is what I've been praying for for 40 years. And it's actually, ha- it's, it's actually starting to happen. It's actually starting to happen. And not the way I expected. <laughs> not the way I expected. Oh, okay, that was for free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You receive that? Who's got people they're believing for? People in your family. You know, Andrew, as you were up, I could just so see that evangelist anointing on you. I've, I see 
God shifting your perspective and understanding of yourself, your calling, how you fit in the scheme of things. And I saw you this morning in a new light. I saw you this morning and I saw you as a carrier of of that power. This thing I'm talking about, this new move of the Holy Spirit, this, and you know what? It's dangerous. It's dangerous. There's a dangerous anointing. It's, it, it's like dangerous to the enemy. Dangerous. I, like I was Sunday night. Who was at the national conference? Did you feel that Thursday night, last night? Did you feel that? That was like, that's different. Like that's, I see you carrying something like that. And, and, and the impact it's going to have upon unchurched people, unchurched people. So I'm seeing an evangelist emerging. Andrew, an evangelist, capital E. It's going to be, honestly, we're not going to be able to keep up. We're not going to be able to keep up. It is so exciting. Okay. Heavenly Father, right now, I thank you that your word is alive, living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, I thank you for every person here this morning under the sound of my voice. I thank you. Oh God, I don't know everyone here this morning by name, but you do. And I don't know where everyone is at, but you do. And I just love how you can take what I say and apply it to each one. That Lord, you can be the voice within my voice. That irrespective of what I say, it's what you do with what I say. So Heavenly Father, I pray right now that Holy Spirit, you would have your way and have your say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm married to a tall, dark, and handsome angelic apparition called Damien. Damien, hashtag Speedy Simpson. At this moment, actually, he would have finished now, well and truly, but he was running in the Blackmores Running Festival this morning. I've married, I married an architect. I thought, awesome. I'm never going to have another financial care in the world. I thought, architect, good earning potential. As someone who'd lived by faith when I, for many years, um, by the time I'd met him, I thought, uh, yes, Jehovah Jireh, my provider through Damien. Five years ago, uh, he gave it up to pursue a dream. Well, she hasn't given up totally. He does freelance, but he gave up his cushy, comfortable job in a big architectural firm to pursue his dream of being a long-distance runner. And so people say, oh, there's money in running. No, 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 you don't go into... Don't go into running for the money. You do it for the love. Usain Bolt, he's the only one who's made any money out of running. It was uh, November 2015 that Damien went to Melbourne to run in the Melbourne Half Marathon. I wasn't able to be there. I try to be as at many of his events as I can, but it's not always possible because they're on a Sunday and this is my calling. This is what, uh, what I'm doing. So it's hard to get to all of them. So November 2015, I remember speaking to him after the race. How are you going, babe? How was the race? And he's like, he said, my right foot. He said, I'm in agony. Something has happened to my foot. I can hardly walk. And so when he came back to Sydney, he went to his usual technicians, the body, the body work people, and... His osteopath, his physio, massage therapist. And the osteopath was concerned that 
His foot pain was actually relayed from his back because he knew he had a few back issues. So he sent him to have an MRI of his back. Sent him to see a sports medicine specialist. Now, I don't normally go with Damien to his doctor's appointments, but for some reason I went with him this day. And the sports medicine specialist looked at his MRI report. He said, Damien, I have bad news. You have a condition called spondylolisthesis, to anyone in the medical profession here, apologies for my pronunciation. You've got a back condition called spondylolisthesis, and you will never run again. I'm going to have to refer you to a surgeon. Chances are you'll need spinal fusion surgery. And I mean, we were just like so shocked. Like we, we have been totally taken aback. Among other things, this was a journey we felt the Lord had led us on. And Damien was only a matter of months or a year into this, into this journey. And so to be told that he would never run again, Damien goes, oh, okay, I understand if I could never compete again, but I can still like run with my mates, right? I Doctor said, Damien, you don't understand. He said, I have got, I've got a cabinet here full of folders from patients who didn't listen to me. And now not only can they not run, but they can't walk. You don't understand. So as he started to write out a referral to the surgeon, I said, while you're there, can you write a referral to the psychologist? Because you have just absolutely killed his dreams. We walked out. Honestly, the feeling on us was like we had, we're walking out of a funeral. (laughs) We went home. I remember Damien actually made an appointment with the surgeon And we were just in this cloud for a couple of days when I got this thought. I said, babe, we need to get a second opinion. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them, get a second opinion. Turn to the one you ignored the first time and tell them, get a second opinion. Proverbs 18, 17 in the Amplified Bible says, the first one to plead his case seems right until another comes. Until, a bit, it might be an obscure scripture to you, but I believe today this, this thought, this revelation is going to change people's lives, if not now, in the future, as you remember this truth. The first one to plead his case seems right until another, until another, until a second comes. The New Living says the first to speak in court sounds right. Now, isn't that the truth? How many times have you just believed the first thing that you've been told? How many times have you actually been told on good authority? I've never been told by someone once about a dear friend, a dear, it was an elderly lady who I had known in um, the church I went to as a young Christian. And I was told that I'd heard she was sick. I asked someone, they said, oh yeah, she went to be with Jesus, went to be with the Lord. Can you imagine my shock when she actually walked into one of my meetings (laughs) some months later? I said, oh, I was told that you'd gone to be with the Lord. She said, well, clearly not. The first one to speak seems right. People tell you things on good authority that they actually know nothing about. How many times have you been told about a person? Someone has actually shared 
their opinion and you have taken it in good faith only to find out when you meet that person for yourself that they were nothing like what you were told. The first one to speak seems right. And we're not encouraged to seek second opinions. We're not taught how to seek second opinions as children, especially in the face of an expert or an authority. In our case, a doctor who had been trained for years specializing in sports medicine. And I'm not bagging the medical profession, by the way, because I would not be here today if not for gifted, anointed doctors and surgeons. But... We're not taught, and this is my concern, that in our current climate, we have a climate at the moment that does not encourage conversation. The spirit of the age is, I've thought about it, therefore I'm right. The spirit of the age is in the face of an alternative idea, there is outrage and offense. And I believe that revelation can come through conversation. And as Christians, let us not subscribe to that spirit, which is rife on social media. The spirit of outrage, the spirit of offense, that if you disagree with me, you are wrong. And that we villainize and we demonize anyone who has a different idea to us. Let us not, that is not the spirit of Christ. Jesus, actually, God is the one who said, come, let us reason together. Did you know that? God said that to to, to Israel. Come, let us reason together. God is not afraid of some conversation. God is not afraid of this debate and discussion. In in actual fact, I'm I'm really, I'm concerned that that spirit can actually come on the church because it's actually not the spirit of God. And so, God wants you to know today that you are, you have permission to seek a second opinion. You have permission to question. In actual fact, in the New Testament, there was a whole group of people called the Bereans, and they would test things. And they, even when they would hear the apostles' teaching, it said that they would go to the Word of God, they would go to check whether those things are right. I would hope that as I come and as I bring, my messages, that people would test what I say, that people would check what I say, that people would line it up against the Word of God. Because I don't have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. It's we, not me. We. And it's in the safety of community, in the safety of a group, because we can all get it wrong. Every single one of us here today can get deceived, even the best of us. And if you think you can't, that's the greatest deception of all. That's why we need the safety of each other. And, and so I, I, I really don't, I, I really believe that, that today God is, is saying, you know, I, I, I think we take the sheep, the sheep analogy too far because we're not stupid. We're not stupid, dumb animals. We've got brains that God has given us. We're sheep in relation to the shepherd. But I know that we Christians, we're not, we're not dumb. We're not idiots. And I feel that God wants to bring an empowering, an empowering today. Because some of you feel powerless in the face of your situation. Some of you feel, because you see, we've got this either or kind of thing. So we think, well, okay, Vicky, you're advocating rebellion. No, that, that's over here. 
That's, that you, that, that's, a, that's a, a different spirit. Rebellion was the spirit of the enemy, the spirit of Satan. But the spirit, the spirit of discerning, the spirit of question, the spirit of, 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 uh, of God is not the spirit of rebellion. Can you see the difference? So I, I have a burden on my heart. I hope I'm, I'm, and it's a burden that I have for all of us in the body of Christ in Australia. And it's that we are not afraid of conversation. We're not afraid of conversation. That when we, we don't succumb to a spirit of intimidation in the face of the world, in face of anyone. But it's trying to shut down our voice. The spirit of this age is trying to shut down our voice. I break intimidation right now in Jesus' name. To even sit as we did in front of a doctor, of an authority, and just go, okay, okay, must, 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 must be true. The doctors told us it must be true. But we went and got a second opinion. The second surge, another sports medicine specialist looked at exactly the same scans. We told him the story, the same scans. And his words were these to my husband. He said, who has given you this doomsday report, Damien? He said, yes, because you do have spondylolisthesis. So, you know, spondylolisthesis is, is basically the vertebrae aren't where they should be. It, it's just some... Um, you know, they're not where they're sitting where they should. He said, but you've got grade one. Grade one spondylolisthesis. I would not even consider surgery till grade three or grade four. He said, so why aren't you running? Damien said, because my foot hurts. Because my foot, has anyone scanned your foot? Damien said, no. He said, okay, I'm going to send you for a scan of your foot. He re- Damien returned to get the results. The, surge, the specialist said, I've got some bad news. I've got some good news. He said, bad news is you have a tear in your plantar fascia tendon. That's a major tendon in the foot that forms your arch, right? That's where the pain's coming from. He said, the the pain isn't coming from your back. You actually have a dirty big tear in your foot. So the bad news is you can't run for a while. Only way this is going to heal is is through rest. You can't run. uh, And if that doesn't work, we might have to consider some injections. But, Damien, the good news is this is not a career-ending injury. He came out of the first specialist with a death sentence to his dream. And came out of the second with hope and renewed vision, all because he got a second opinion. Some of you need to get a second opinion. A second opinion of your situation. A second opinion on what you think about yourself. A second opinion, because what you were told, even as a child, you didn't have the wherewithal. You didn't have the means to discern it, to reject it. To rebuke it. But now you do. And God is saying today to get a second opinion. In Matthew 16, 13 to 17, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? 
And they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. How interesting. John the Baptist, you say. Elijah? Jeremiah or one of the prophets? How interesting. Wrong, 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 wrong. Every single one of those opinions wrong. I love the fact that Jesus doesn't come under the pressure to take on any of those opinions. None of them. Just because someone said so doesn't mean it is so. Because people can get it wrong. Now, Jesus was nothing other than 100% pure, unadulterated Jesus on the face of the earth. No pretense, no masks, no identity crisis. He knew who he was. And yet people still got it wrong. Do you know what? If they got it wrong about Jesus, they can get it wrong about you. But Jesus didn't stop there. He asked in verse 15, but who do you say that I am? What's he saying? Um, Can I have a second opinion, please? Can I have another opinion? I don't like those ones. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say? Don't be afraid of seeking, of seeking another opinion. For years, for years, I I was conflicted because I had a vision, a dream of doing what you see me doing today, but women weren't allowed to do that where I was raised up. In the Pentecostal church that I attended as a young woman in Perth, Western Australia, women weren't ordained in ministry, women weren't released. They were even, like theologically, they could not be apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And my ministry for many years was as a praise leader. And I was the first, not worship leader, they only allowed elders to do that, even if they could sing or not. But praise praise leader, the first three, four fast songs. I did that for 10 years. That was all I did. And I was the first woman in the Apostolic Church of Australia to even do that. And my poor pastor copped, copped it for even letting me do that. In hindsight, he could see the call of God on me, but within the framework of his theology, he wasn't quite sure, how do I release this girl? What, what, do, I, what do I do? And then some years back, I was told by someone in spiritual authority in our nation, Vicky, you're not a prophet. You're not a builder. You're not a leader. It actually got worse, but we don't need to go any further. He was having a bad day. Now, you're not a prophet. I thought, mate, you're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. I was already trained, released, ministering in that capacity across Australia. I was already, like, that was, I had so much confirmation from other leaders in our nation. And he's like, you're not a prophet? I thought, mate, if there's one thing I've heard, it's one thing I know, it's that. Something didn't even make a dent. But you're not a builder and you're not a leader. Went in. It went in. And for a long time, I believed it. For a long time, I felt like some second-class citizen in the ministry because I wasn't a builder or a leader. 
And I believe that until I got a second opinion. I just happened to be at a dinner and I met Pastor Phil Pringle, uh, who is my senior pastor. At the time, though, I wasn't even in the C3 movement. And we were in a conversation, and I don't know how, but it, this just came up, and I just felt to share. And I said, you know, I've been told I'm not a prophet. I've been told I'm not a builder. I've been told I'm not a leader. He looked at me, and he said, what idiot told you that, Vic? <laughs> Here I was being told by someone in spiritual authority these things that I weren't. And here I am being told by someone else in spiritual authority that they were wrong. You know what? We're all people. We all can get it wrong. We all can get it wrong. That's a part of the human nature. That's why sometimes we can get really perplexed when others see those in leadership in ministry. You know, we can all get it wrong because we're human. But here God brought someone who said to me, Vic, you build with your words, you lead with your anointing. At that moment, I was set free all because I got a second opinion. Yeah. And I hold no malice. So, you know, I hold no malice, no malice towards the person who said those things. And God allows those sort of things to happen, to shape us. And get us to push in and press in and to find out who we are, who we really, really are. I see God has a second opinion over this house. God has a second opinion over this church. I see some things that have been said. God says, I've got another opinion. I've got another opinion. And when we hear what God has to say, what it does is it sets us free. Good news with Damien was he had eight weeks, eight weeks rest, and then he was back on his feet. Within four months, he was training at full strength. I want to show you now what he achieved after getting a second, second opinion. What he achieved after being told he would never run again. So the first picture we have here, him, that's my husband, Sexy Leg Simpson. <laughs> he completed in October 2016, so that's less than a year after he was damaged his foot, told he'd never run again. He completed his first marathon, that's 42 kilometers for those of you who don't know, in Melbourne. I, I, I was there. I mean, the conditions were brutal. Elites were dropping off that day. It was hot. It was windy. It was, and that's not too far before he ran into the MCG. So he'd already been running about, at that point, probably about 38, 39 k's. In a time of two hours, 51 minutes. First ever. Second, second achievement is another one. There was heaps of them. These are the highlights. July 2017. First time he ever broke the 35-minute barrier for a 10-kilometer race. And he completed it in 34 minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, that was awesome. That was real achievement. And third, now, have you got it the right way? Yes, you do. Thank you. Some churches put the wrong way, and he looks like he's three foot tall and really wide. So in May 2018, so this is only last year, he came second in the Sydney Morning Herald Half Marathon Relay. That is his first ever podium finish. None of which would have happened. 
if he hadn't got a second opinion. Honestly, I shudder to think what would have happened if he had have gone and got that surgery. So where do you need to get a second opinion? I wonder what identity shaping, potential stifling, destiny aborting opinion has been declared over your life. I wonder where are you stuck or stunted or confined? Where are you grieving because of a wrong diagnosis? What has been declared over your life that needs to be challenged today? Where do you need to get a second opinion? Come to the worship team return, please. Church, don't be afraid of opinion. Opinions aren't evil. And God has given us the means to discern and to wrestle with, to identify what is God and what is not. People are going to, I see shifts happening. In people's thinking, shifts happening in thinking today. Fresh perspectives of who you are, of what your potential is, of what God has got for you today. What if they're so wrong about you? My brother there, the the second row. Got a bit of ink on on your arms. What's your name, mate? Lee. Lee, what if what people have said is so wrong? It's as wrong as what they said about Jesus. You're just one of the prophets, you're John the Baptist, Jeremiah. They could not have been so wrong. I wonder, I wonder what would have happened if Jesus had have believed those opinions. I wonder what would have happened. I tell you what, I tell you what wouldn't have happened. He would not have stepped into his destiny, gone to the cross as, as our saviour. He, w- he would not have done that. If he hadn't have believed that he was the son of God, he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have done, he would not have stepped into the plan of God where he was then resurrected from the dead, ascended into heaven, seated on the right hand of the Father. So my point is this, is that there are great things in store for you. Great things. Is this your missus? What's your name, sweetie? Christy. So it's Lee and Christy. Great things in store for you. Greater than I just seeing God removing. It's almost like a shroud, like a, a, a veil, like a, it's like a blanket. Someone's like, it's harsh, horsehair blanket, really harsh. Someone's threaded over you. People have not wanted you to be visible. There are those who've been in your life, even growing up, and it's like, oh, too hard. Oh, you know, they couldn't cope. They didn't know what to do. But God says He knows exactly what to do. He knows exactly what to do with you. He's got great plans in store for the both of you. But He wants you to take the step of faith to get another opinion. Start to talk to those around about you. Start to talk to those around about you. What do you see? What do you see? Who who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Because I tell you what, it is so far removed from some of the things that have been spoken over your life, particularly as a teenager. I break those words off your life in Jesus' name. You're going to know the truth and the truth will set you free. She believes in you. She sees it. Ask your missus. What do you think? What do you see? So prophetic, sweetheart. You've got the prophetic call on your life. I see your words being powerful, speaking words over your husband, your family, others in the house of God that are just going to set people free. Set people free. Free indeed. Some of you, it, it is a physical condition. Physical condition. You've been told it's permanent, it'll never change. I used to have asthma, two puffers a day. 
Yeah, Ventolin and Purple Preventative. Well, can't get cured of asthma. Can't get healed of asthma. Well, I did. I did about 15 years ago. Yeah, you got healed of asthma too? Yeah, I'm not on those puffers anymore. Never had another asthma attack. What is it that you've just learned to live with? Some of you in the area, like of your of your fit, what is it in the area of finances? You've been told by your family, think you're gonna prosper. No one in our family's ever had money. Think you're gonna own a home? You need to get a second opinion. Duck on, talk, talk to some people who know what they're talking about. Talk to some people who are hooked up to heaven. They can give you another opinion. Have you got the courage to hear something else? I pray courage. Courage to hear an alternative opinion. To hear something else. Well, you've been told you can't, you won't, you never. Oh, it's like I can see God looking down from heaven going, <laughs> not true. My mate who made my coffee for me. What was your name again? Evan. Evan, it's like you, you see in part, you know in part, we all do, we prophesy in part. And I'm just seeing a huge part that you're oblivious to, huge part of who you are, a huge part of your capacity. You, it's literally like this, I'm seeing this, this slither, I'm seeing this section of light, white as, absolute, the, the, the light and revelation of God. Then I'm seeing this whole kind of like, dark and it's not dark as in evil it's just dark as in no revelation it's just dark as in the light hasn't turned on it's just dark and God wants to open your eyes to see this whole side of yourself it's huge this capacity is it people the others others can't even see it I see God's going to start to speak and speak and speak and you're going to I'm seeing you going whoa almost reeling what huh me yes you God's going to open your eyes to potential and capacity, even in areas of ministry that you have not even considered for yourself. God says, I declare a new thing. And when it's new, it means you've not heard it before. So get ready. God's declaring a new thing, a new thing in Jesus' name. Hey, Katrina, how are you? (laughs) Who knows that they've had things declared over your life? And you've had this sneaking suspicion that they're wrong. Yeah, but when I was being told by a whole church movement, you can't do that. You're a woman. I, 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 honestly, deep down, I thought they're wrong. They're wrong. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just seeing people be, being unlocked here today. Unlocked, unlocked, unlocked. You've been told you wouldn't be, you couldn't be, you shouldn't be. And God is saying they were wrong. They were wrong. I'm just seeing so many of you nodding. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you have been told certain things. We still, you're coming. Oh, if you come to this church, something, this is going to happen. Or if you go to that church, oh, don't expect to talk to us anymore. If you're going, and, and I just see God just, just saying, come on, just keep true. Keep true to me. Keep true to what you know to be true. Keep true to what you know to be true. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, if that's you today and you know, you know that there's something. I'm just seeing so many different areas. Identity is a big one. Being told you can't, you're not. 
Some of you, it's your potential. You've got dreams. I'd love to do that. Oh, I'm seeing some of you with artistic dreams, artistic giftings. And you've been told, you know, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. You had a bad response to a, to a piece of, of your work, even when you were very young. And you thought, oh, well, I'm not an artist then. Oh, I can't do that. Same with music. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Financial, financial. There are some people here and you struggle in the area of finances and it's purely because you've come into agreement with somebody else's opinion and God today is going to release something that's going to break that mindset, break that false belief about your financial capacity. I see businesses being released. Business is being released. Those of you think, oh, no, I can't do that. Well, I've got no money. I've got no money. Uh, gentleman in the blue T-shirt, glasses, Apollo top. Yeah, what's your name? Taro? Taro, either of those ladies belong to you? Yep, that one. I just thought I'd check. Taro and Heather. Taro, Taro I'm seeing God enabling you supernaturally to do things, things that, that are impossible, that, that you have been told you cannot do. There is absolutely no physical way. Absolutely no. I actually see it as a declaration over your life. No way. No way. And Jesus says, I am the way. I am the way. I am. And it's going to start with little things. It's going to start with a little and as you're faithful with a little, God's going to give you more. Start with a little. I see a little step of faith. But for you, it's actually quite significant. I'm seeing this stretch. I'm seeing this leaning in. I'm seeing you and your missus getting together and having some conversations, having some and the dreams. I see the dreams being resurrected in your heart, Taro. The enemy came to squash them and smash them. And, and I just see this spark, sparks happening in you. There's one thing that's going to get the ball rolling. One little thing that's going to be an instigator for things. I'm just seeing their momentum, momentum, momentum. I break right now off your lives, every lie of the enemy. And I prophesy that you will know that you, I break cynicism. I break unbelief. I break fear of being disappointed in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for blessing this couple, bringing healing. I prophesy a release of healing. And I thank you, Lord, that they have their ears open and their antenna up to hear the word of the Lord, to hear what you have to say. Is there a second opinion? I see God leaning down from heaven going, yes, I have a second opinion for you. I thank you for it, Lord. I seal it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My brother nodding on the end of the, the row. Yeah, the shirt. What's your name, mate? Albert? Oh, sorry. Matt. Don't know I heard Albert. <laughs> Matt. Matt. I see God bringing healing, family relationships, restoration, 
reconciliation. It's like there's so many different, it's like, it's like I'm just seeing like so many areas and it looks too complex. It looks messy. It looks knotted. But I see the Lord saying, it's not too hard for me. And in one moment, I see like the walls of Jericho came down with a shout. There'd been a season leading up to it. There'd been a process. They'd been marching, marching, marching. But at that that moment when, bam, the walls came down, it's like so much collapsed in one moment. I felt like that with my family the other day. So much dismantled in one moment. And I see that happening. Is that your missus beside you? What's your name, Dale? Kylie? Heidi? Heidi? Matt and Heidi. Sing a release of faith to both of you. Gift of faith. Believing what you've not believed before. To see what you've not seen before. I see God creeping up, sneaking up. It's like he's sneaking up on you to surprise you in a wonderful way. You're going to go, oh, this, this really, I see you looking at each other. Gosh, this really is real. We've been faithful even when it hasn't felt, it, we've, we've just kept on when it's been hard, when it's been tough. But I, I just see God in the meantime. It's been dark, but God has actually been in there. He's been hiding, getting ready. Sneak up on members of your family. Sneak up on situations. Sneak up. Yeah changing, bringing change, bringing change in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Healing, the sweetheart behind you too, looking at me. What's your name, darling, with the long hair? Yeah. Anna? Ali? Ali, I see healing coming to you. Healing. Healing in your thinking. Healing in your soul. Where there's been turmoil, God says, peace. Peace to the storm. Peace, be still. They've said, they've said no way. They've said no way to you as well. A door that was slammed in your face. And I see the Lord Jesus with a key. He says, I can open what no man can open. I can open what no man can open. And I see, I just see, I just see you just resting in God, like just coming, just he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So I see you in the secret place, recognizing that only God can do this. Only God can do this. He's, he's going to do what you cannot do. He's coming. He's coming. He said, huh, they said that, did they? I've got another opinion. I've got another opinion. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just stand up if there's anyone today. You say, yeah, there's something I need. I need a second opinion on. I've been told I can't. I've been told it'll never. Something in your identity, even going back to when you were young. And you just know today there's an anointing just to break those things. I just want you to just jump to your feet. I'm just going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. The things, the impossibilities. The things even that have been declared over this church. The things that have been declared.
right now, each one of these who are standing. We commit right now. Citra, there's things concerning ministry and calling, things concerning giftings, things concerning health, possibility, careers. I thank you, Lord. Things concerning finances, home ownership, businesses, things concerning health, things concerning emotional well-being. You'll never get healed of that depression. You'll never be free of that mental condition. Holy Spirit, I pray right now, oh God, for courage, for courage. Because once you get the second opinion, you're going to have to have courage to believe it. Courage to believe it. In Jesus' name. 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 Oh, ho, ho. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha! Praise you, God. I'm pulling down right now in the name of Jesus every misbelief every false belief is smashed in Jesus name oh thank you Lord hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus oh thank you thank you Lord hallelujah 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 I tell you, I wonder what records are going to be smashed. Yeah, I wonder what achievements, what accomplishments, what amazing things are going to take place from this church, from these lives. Families will be astounded. Friends will be astounded. Colleagues will be astounded at the things that God wants to do as you have courage to believe the second opinion. Father, I thank you for it. I give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give a lot of right hand and praise. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Let's